West Brom looking like prime Barcelona, West Ham on the rise, Mourinho in prime crisis mode, and Arsenal looking like absolute shambles. We've also got a packed week of Champions League. This is the Heads in the Game podcast. Great to be back. I'm Charles Horn. Ollie will be joining us later, but we've got two absolute regulars on today. Turner, how you doing? All right. How are you? I saw you react into the West Brom looking like prime Barcelona. So I'm sure we'll unpack that in a second. Uh, Chris just went to go get something from the fridge, but uh, gotta get, it's got to stay hydrated for all the ranting about Mourinho. He's about to do. Exactly. Uh, Horn. Exactly. <laughs> Spot on. But I think, you know, it's was a great weekend to bring us back from the international break, um, which, you know, I, I do love a good bit of international football once in a while but just doesn't have the same spice that a Premier League season has. And of course, the weekend began with what I think everyone expected to be sort of a, you know, boring affair. Chelsea, West Brom, 7.30 a.m. Eastern time. And uh, we got anything but. Turner, I I remember you you said, what was your reaction when you first uh, got told the score? I mean, yeah, I don't think anyone expected anything other than one a clean sheet uh, right like I think that that's really the craziest part it's just that another team scored uh and I'm not really trying to boost up Chelsea you know I hate Chelsea but uh yeah I just I I <laughs> uh my friend Matteo told me it was uh 4-1 uh and I he's just said 4-1 uh and left left it left the climax uh and then revealed that it was West Brom who was a front who was in front and I I think I dropped my breakfast. I don't know. It was insane. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, crazy, crazy. Uh, I, I think the red card definitely <laughs> didn't help you guys. But uh, but West Brom looked really, really fresh. Uh, and you guys did not look too great in the back. But I also no. know the 10-man Chelsea. But what did you think, Chaz? What was your reaction? Well, I mean, I think you, you said it best that day. And, you know, Chelsea have under Thomas Tuchel's, you know, and almost like three months in charge at this point have only conceded two goals. One was Minamino great run. The other was a Rudiger own goal. And I've looked like a absolute, you know, defensive behemoth, like not giving up even chances, let alone sh- like goals. Um, and I think you said it best because, you know, the sending off of Tiago Silva obviously had an impact, but, you know, Ziyech gets brought off, Christensen gets brought on. So ostensibly the same defensive unit is still in. But the team totally collapsed, you know, even if you go down to 10 men, you don't expect to be giving up five goals to a West Brom team that have, you know, only have scored at this point, you know, 25% of their goals for the season against Chelsea, given their, you know, that very, that thrilling 3-3 draw uh, near the beginning of the season. But I think it was a, you know, a pretty worrying performance, honestly. Uh, A lot of the uh, offensive issues that I think Chelsea fans hoped would get resolved over the winter of uh, the international break uh, still remain. You know, Werner is not in good form. He had a terrible miss against North Macedonia. Um, I, saw, I saw a North Macedonian paper sort of printed out a, uh, like a fake North Macedonian identity card for Werner and that he was like a double agent for them. Um, <laughs> you know, Chris, a little bit of worry for Pulisic who uh, pulled up with a hamstring when warming up at the start of the second half. But apparently he's back, going to be back tomorrow. Um, and, I mean, the last thing I'll say is I've never been convinced by him in a Chelsea shirt. I think he, I was sort of deluded by the brilliance of Tuchel. 
Jorginho is a total liability in games like this. He just got continuously exposed when pressed on the ball. And um, I think big credit to Sam Allardyce. You know, Big Sam made some uh, daring calculations. Ivanovic went out, got subbed on, and then off with an injury. And instead of replacing him with another defender, he realized that Chelsea were for the taking and subbed on, you know, an attacker, um, Robinson, uh, and Robinson and Pereira totally ran things. Uh, I also think Pereira is incredible to watch, super fun guy. And I, I don't think he's going to stick around at West Brom should they get relegated. Um, but yeah, certainly a worrying one. Chris, I know you probably want to get some clowning in on this one. Not even clowning, but more so when does this, you know, Werner's slump in form turn into a, a season, you know, a season kind of issue? That That's what I want to hear from your perspective. If you want to shed a little light. Yeah, I mean, I think Werner is super worrying. Um, you know, I think the sort of stereotype of players coming to the Premier League that, you know, the league is too physical is something that Warner and Havertz have both said. And I think there is some element of truth to it. Just like the average quality of defenders is probably higher. You know, when he was at Leipzig, uh, you know, if you watch his goals back, he is afforded more space um, to run in. But at the same time, it's not just the space. It's not just the creative ability. It's, you know, the finishing is clearly worse than it was at Leipzig. You know, I think, he had our, one of the misses of the season against Leeds. Uh, he is very clearly lacking confidence. And, you know, he did get an assist on the weekend. Um, it was probably an opportunity that a striker with confidence might take themselves. I think he made the right decision passing him out. Dude, um, any striker would score. Like, like any striker would score. Literally, Warner, I was sad. I mean, I, I, right decision, yeah. he scored, thank God. I mean, it would have been a lot worse if he didn't, but – he had, he had like essentially a wide open net and just it was the exact same chance almost as Macedonia and you could see he was like I, I I'm not taking any risks and 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 again he, he scored and, and or he, he got an assist and it was, you guys got a goal but like any striker in in form or, or even just like even Jolington would would, would shoot that uh, so maybe hey, Jolington got a goal which we'll talk about in a second. bro let's not That's even saying, Jolington, bro. <laughs> well you know I, I, I think you know it's a uh, it's I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how they respond tomorrow against Porto which we'll get to later in the show um but for a team that I think you know before the international break everyone was like you know I think deservedly Chelsea's getting a lot of hype, you know, not giving up chances, good wins, you know, the beating Atletico is never a, an easy game. You know, I think, you know, it's definitely not the best Atletico side we've seen in the past like six years, um, but it still was an impressive victory. And just, you know, to come out that flat against uh, a West Brom team that was very, you know, is going to get relegated unless they have a, pretty miraculous comeback was um it was worrying it was worrying but you know we got a lot more games to go and and i do see that ollie has joined the call uh ollie you know (laughs) (laughs) we were gonna talk uh wolves west ham next if you were uh ready to which was you know i think yesterday's the monday's uh most interesting game, despite, you know, Palace, Everton, Mitchy Batshuayi, you know, Chelsea legends, late heroics. But, you know, I think, first of all, Raul Jimenez, you know, back training, not in the side yet. I saw some stories about whether 
they let him go to with Mexico this summer. Um, but another, you know, I think the performance turned around a little bit, but to go three nil down to a West Ham without perhaps their most important player, Declan Rice, um, to the main man, Jay Lings, who ran the team. I think, you know, it was a worrying performance. So I want to know how, what you made of it and what takeaways, you know, is there any reason for optimism with, you know, late Fabio Silva goal? Yeah. Talk to me about it. Yeah, I think early on was was really a roller coaster. And I know we were like trying um, the back four out, which we don't really do very often. We've kind of been going between a back three and a back five. Um, and I think that did allow us, um, especially with Podence being back after two months injured, like him plus, um, you know, Adama and um, Neto feeding, you know, Silva, or not Silva, sorry, um, William Jose in the middle, like, I think we, there were a ton of chances created. Like we we were creating a ton of chances with this back four, but also you saw, you know, um, Willie Bolly tested positive for COVID um, yep. just before the game. So he was not able to play. I think that would have actually probably made a pretty big difference just because I think his athleticism would have probably helped us keep a little bit of a more control in, in defensively, but yeah, just 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 a roller coaster of a game for me, and um, you know, but great to see Fabio with with that excellent strike, and um, yeah, I, I think you know, yeah, it, it it was it was interesting, but I, I'm curious to hear what you guys' thoughts are. Well, I mean, fantastic strike from Fabio. Uh, I think you know the storyline that everyone's talking about is the continued resurgence of Jesse Lingard, who, I mean, I think resurgence is sort of the wrong word because he's never played as good as he's currently playing you know i think that goal that he scored against uh wolves running the length of the pitch before finishing um finishing past Rudy patricio was an incredible goal um yeah i see you suggesting rebirth um you know i guess that is a fitting easter weekend you know the sort of you can stretch the metaphor a little there um but you know i know chris you've clowned on jesse lingard in your day i think he's been deserving of some clowning and his time, but, uh, you know, Chris, you know, what do you think of you know, the resurgence Jesse Lingard, who's been playing himself back into the England conversation, it seems like? Jay Lings has been balling, man. Jay Lings mm. has been doing his thing. And my thing is, like, I don't know, I've always been there. When he was on Man U, I've always been there for the Jay Lings banter. That dude's one of, the, like, the funniest, like, most just ridiculous personalities in the prim, and to <laughs> see him firing on all levels. And to do it for West Ham, too, it's it's crazy to see, honestly. It's like, I personally, I love to see it. I didn't like when he was dancing on Spurs, obviously. But, <laughs> you know, I like the only one dance on other teams. <laughs> none, none of us were against Jay Le- the Jay Lang's banter. Everyone was on the banter wave. Just no one wanted him to be good. I mean, it, yeah, it, yeah, it, that's it, what I'm going to say. Amen. Amen. The banterway was always, you know, it was like young, England's young talent. And it was like three 17-year-olds and then Jay Ling's at 28. Still being yeah. the, <laughs> the, the, the young, the youth. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, he's, he's been playing unreal. Has West Ham played Chelsea yet? Because he scored against all of our teams, except I don't really remember if he's played. He's been venting everybody out. It's, like, unbelievable, honestly. He play uh, the 24th of April against okay, West Ham. So- he, I mean, I, I've said it now. It's written in stone that he'll score again. Uh, <laughs> written in, uh, written in Jaylen's banter. Um, but yeah, you know that that match ended up three uh, two. A late Wolves comeback 
not enough to sort of rescue the points, uh, which leaves Wolves down in 14th. Um, fairly Eesh. disappointing season. But West Ham in fourth, which like, I, I mean, I know Turner and I both predicted them to be relegated. Or I think I might have predicted them to be like the spot above, but an incredible turnaround without with what the players that I think if you'd looked at their team last year and thinking like, oh, who could bring stay them up? You know, Haller's quality, Felipe Anderson, you know, Yarmolenko, none of which are on the team anymore. So it's been pretty incredible to watch their rise. Uh, very exciting team to watch. And David Moyes, I think, sort of silencing the critics after a couple of disastrous managerial spells, uh, United, Sociedad, and Sunderland. But, you know, I think it, it was a pretty rough weekend for all of our teams. And um, I want to turn next to uh, what happened, you know, against the team from Newcastle upon Tyne. And, you know, Tottenham made the trip up north, uh, really looking to regain some momentum and ended up with a 2-2 draw. And, you know, I the result is interesting. I'm sure we'll talk about the defensive performance by Tottenham, which was absolutely horrendous. But you know, after the game, Mourinho was sort of asked about his thoughts and like what he's like, you know, that you are previously a defensive manager and you know, what's been going on. And he said, same coach, different players, which I, I don't know about you. feels like peak third season Mourinho, like dressing room is lost. We're just going out in flames. Chris, you know, what do you make of this result and just the sort of, that you, what could you do with Mourinho now? Okay, in terms of the result, I mean, like, come on, man! Like, how many how many of these results have you seen? This is like nothing new. If anything, this is expected. Um, to his comment, I truly agree with what he's saying. Um, obviously, I, I don't know. If there's too much more. We all see the defense that Tottenham's working with. It's absolutely abysmal. Let's us down every single time. I mean, offensively, they've been doing – I mean, it's crazy that we're in a season, we're having a season like this, and you look at the numbers that Kane and Son have been putting up, especially Kane as of recent, it's, like, unbelievable we're in the position where we're at. Our defense is absolutely shocking. And, yeah, I personally agree. I think after the Europa League defeat, I actually took the time to watch the interview that Hugo gave after the game mm. and pretty much like he put, he put it in clear pictures. There's guys in the locker room Agreed. who just Agreed. really don't. Get, yeah. You just don't get it. Who don't care. And I mean, that loss or that defeat was evident, you know, it showed that was going on. And if he's the captain, he's sharing that it's obviously the players. So, I mean, obviously Mourinho is not my favorite. I think we all know how I feel about him, but these players are an absolute joke. And whoever it is, they need to they need to get out. Did you, I don't know if you guys saw the run that Lamella had. This dude consistently like holds everybody was all like nutting and freaking out about this Rabona, right? But everybody who knows soccer knows that Lamella is so bad that he has to kick a Rabona because his weak foot is so bad, and everybody's all like, "Oh, look at that Rabona." Like, man, I'm not, I'm not fooled by that. I'm not fooled by that, you know? So this dude consistently holds the ball too long. I don't know if you saw the run where we had Newcastle split and he could have fed Sun through with an e like a, a through ball and he, like, waited and tried to give the ball to Kane. 
I mean, we could have gone three, one up easy, polish the game off into things there. It's just like, you know, every time there's just one little thing that's, or not one little thing. It's definitely a collection of things, but you know, it's just amazing. It's the same, it's the same thing, man. Right. Take whatever I said last time I was on here, put that audio right here. And like, that's, that's how the Spurs season is right now. It's, it's no a joke. Willick masterclass. Oh, here we go. I knew you were going to get it, Matt. <laughs> here we go. Turner. Yeah. Willick bends this out, man. Screamer. Joe Willick, dude. He Unbelievable. He skied that ball. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> hit off the top bar. I was like, this man. He didn't That's know, the, he didn't know whether to celebrate or anything. He didn't know. He was just like, oh, like, shit. <laughs> like, let's go. That was hilarious, man. Honestly, hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Turner, uh, you, you see a future for Mourinho uh, at Tottenham? Or you think this is, you know, I think you think that this is the sort of, I mean, look, there's a Carabao Cup final coming up. Um, it does seem hard to like be able to think, you know, if Tottenham don't make Europe and win a League Cup, doesn't really feel like enough to pay Mourinho the money they're paying him, for, and for, especially for like the long-term cost on the team that seems to be developing. You know, a team. Well, a unit well, that- one just one thing, Charles. First of all, we're we're battling for top four right now. Okay, so this whole like out of Europe, like, let's ease up on the brakes a little bit, all right? We're battling for top four. We're battling for top four. The Carabao Cup, dude, I don't know. I don't think we're winning that, man. Like, right. you, you can give that city, that trophy to City, man, because <laughs> they're rolling. We're, we're ice cold right now. We're ice cold. Mm. But continue, continue, man. I'd, I'd no. keep, I mean, it's going to cost a lot to fire him. So, I mean, I, I would, yeah. I'd keep him. I'd, if he wins the Carabao Cup, for sure. And Chris is right. You guys aren't out of that top four race at all. Um, no. I think two, one point back on Chelsea, two points back. Like that. But um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I mean, uh, my, my favorite thing this week was just the reports that uh, that someone's going to pay $200 million for Harry Kane. Not that that's not <laughs> good, but, you know, that's what we were saying. That, that he's worth around $200 million, which, I, I mean, look, like, that is one of the most insane things ever. I, I just don't really understand how that's ever going to work because I, I, I think it's undeniable that Kane wants to play probably for uh, a better team or uh, or not a better team, but just win trophies. But but he's under contract. And and how how is anyone going to pay? Levy's not going to let him go for anything less than, I think, 150. And who, who in their right mind has $150 million to drop on a striker right now? So... Uh, I don't know. I think that'll that's just what's gonna be really interesting is will Kane try to force a move? I don't think he ever will. Um, and I think Spurs are lucky for that because my Gunners have had that happen time and time again. So, uh, I think I, th- I think the report was probably that you know you had to pay 200 mil for Kane, but they'll throw Delhi in and then they chop 50 million off the asking price just to get him off their hands. Um, it's true though. I mean, he's by far the best striker <laughs> in in world football. Uh, so if, if if we're saying one one twenty five, one fifty for Holland, there's no way Kane's Kane's at least that, if not more. I, I feel I feel like the question mark for Kane though is just you know how long he can keep up form given his injury struggles in the past few years. But what he's 27, um, 28? Like no, oh no, I, I think he's easily worth as much as Holland, if not more. He's in his prime right now. Yeah, and definitely like a more complete player. I think you know, with the ball, passing creatively, dropping deep, um, you know, just 
real and this man, real and this man Turner wouldn't let me put him in for the Arsenal North London Derby starting eleven. Man, unbelievable, unbelievable. <laughs> and this man wanted Travis Scott off Walmart. <laughs> Travis Scott and the and the starting eleven. Yeah, okay, Turner. Uh, oh my God! Well, I think we should talk about Walmart. Travis Scott. I, I hadn't heard that one before, but um, but you know. I think this was a game I was really looking forward to uh, over the weekend, Arsenal-Liverpool. Why? Why were you looking forward to it? Okay, I, look, I don't know, man. <laughs> Who was I don't know. This, game? this game was going to be awful. I, I knew know. it was going to be I felt like some part of me thought that maybe, you know, Arteta had been like, you know, sitting in the back room, like hatching some plots over the international break, like thinking through some like cool stuff. You know, Aubameyang got his hair cut. Maybe that was going to change the game. Not a great, not a great performance by the Gunners. Um, you know, Liverpool ended up running away with it. But you know, it was 0-0 for a large part of the game until, yeah, Ollie, your main man, uh, the pride of Wolverhampton, um, got his, you know, what seems like 25th goal in the last two weeks, given what he was doing for Portugal. Um, but you know, before we get the Arsenal side, I, I sort of want to talk about Jota uh, Ali because he seems like exactly the player that you're missing in like the creative aspects. And you know, when Raul is gone, and it's hard to turn down 40 mil for him. But it is sort of weird to me that Jota costs the same as Fabio Silva. Oh yeah, I know. And we're, I mean, we've been asking ourselves, we being Wolves fans and we being this podcast, been asking ourselves that question for a while. Where's this 47 mil, you know, where's that matriculating to, you know, it's not the pace. I'll tell you that much, but um, I think, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think Jota seemed to just work very well with Jimenez. Cause like Jimenez is pretty quick, but like definitely our finisher and like Jota is huge with the off ball movement, huge with, yeah, just, just being super pacey. And, like, his finishing was just not there when he was with Wolves. Like, I just remember, like, seeing him miss so many chances because he created so many chances. And so I think he's just somehow gotten that boot, you know, tighten, tighten his laces up a little bit or something. And it just seems to be working for him, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think, you know, we'll can you talk a little bit about Madrid later, about his performance today, which was not his best. But I think he does bring something different to the Liverpool side than Firmino. And I, I actually really enjoyed watching, you know, the part where um, he, Klopp brought on Jota, but not for one of the traditional front three and was playing, you know, Salah and Mane with depth, Firmino dropping deeper, Jota staying up front. You know, Turner, I know you are not looking forward to this game, uh, given Arsenal's struggles uh, creatively, defensively, aesthetically, you know, you know, everything. Uh, but, you know, what did you make of the performance? And, you know, like, it was, we were, we were awful, but uh, yeah, not uh, good. The thing that made me the most mad was just everyone, like the war, the most frustrating thing, because I hate this man more than most. It was just everyone being like, Oh, how could you have left Trent out of the England team? Oh my God. <laughs> one one cross and this dude is now like England savior. That shit had me so heated. We were awful and it was a good hey, cross. We can slander but, we can slander Trent a lot when talking about that Real game. <laughs> of course. And I and I don't want to bring that up because it feels somewhat anachronistic. 
considering just talking about the Liverpool Arsenal game. But um, yeah, I don't know. We were just we were bad. Uh, our team sucks. I don't really know what more to say. Uh, I think there's definitely a lot of concerns. I think the worst part was just that Tierney got injured because he's the only good player on our, our team. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of rebuilding to do. Um, I don't think – I think we'll stick with Arteta, which I, I just honestly couldn't care about, like, either way anymore because it's just, like, either way, I guess there's just pitfalls, but also – uh, I don't know. He's clearing out the squad, so I guess that's one good thing. But um, yeah, I don't know. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, Turner, oh, yeah. you, go. Hey, you go, Chris. You, Chris, you go. Turner, I was just gonna ask, bro. Like, what's the like? Obviously, I guess there's a multitude of things that you guys could use to better your squad. But like, what's the? If you had like one player or like one position that you could just like share up right now, like. What would it be, you think, to, like, get you guys started in the right direction? Dude, it's not one player. It can't be one player. Uh, <laughs> one player won't be enough. Uh, but I don't know. I, I honestly have no idea because, uh, like, you know, people blame the loss on the fact that Saka, Smith-Rowe, and Jaka weren't present, which I kind of agree with. But, like, we've also shat on Jaka so many times in this podcast. Uh, and then with, like, Got that second tackle. Gabriel didn't have a good game. Uh, yeah, I, I, there's just so much stuff. And then, like, now Aubameyang's on another massive contract. He's looking nothing like himself, uh, both with the hair and with uh, his uh, his uh, his form. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, just <laughs> worrying. Uh, well, like, and... not, to, not to beat a dead horse on this one, but I, I do got a question about the contract thing because it does feel – like, we're not at that stage yet, but it does feel a little Ozil-esque in that, you know, you have a star who's aging and is probably going to leave for greener pastures if you don't give them a big contract. Contract's running down, and because the player is so essential to the way the team plays, they shell out, you know, one of the highest-paying contracts in the Premier League, but you know, especially for Arsenal, who've notoriously not been a high-paying team, you know, a lot of money and for a long-term deal. And this is year one of that. And, you know, is your are you you know is there a reason for optimism that he's going to regain some of his lost form, or are you worried that this is just going to no, descend but... to like come to Besiktas 2023? He's not. He's. I mean, he's not gonna regain his form. I just think, like, can you imagine the uproar if they had, if he had left? Like, agreed. I think it was a lose lose. I think it was a lose lose situation during COVID, and like, considering also just like he was a captain, you couldn't have like. And after what he did in the FA Cup, you just there's no way you would have they would have let him go. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just like classic, classic stuff. But at least we're just getting. Uh, the only thing I can think of that's a positive is that I, I don't know. Like the people who want Arteta just are going to give him another summer or two to get rid of all these awful players. So I I agree. I don't know if a new manager would really help that endeavor. So enough about my. T- I don't want to talk about Arsenal anymore. Uh, it's not, it's not. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, Ollie, any final thoughts on the weekend before we get into the Champions League? I talk think about the Dama run. I want to talk here. You yeah. say, say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You on. should hype that up. I mean, that was that was pretty sweet to watch, and just 
Adam is some a player who just pisses me off to no end, like most times. But then it's he's also just horribly entertaining, like the other <laughs> times. So, um, yeah, that that was an awesome run. Love to see it. Le- same thing where it's like, I feel like everyone kept saying, and I've talked about this before, but like everyone kept saying, like, oh, he's not scoring goals. He's not scoring goals. But it's like he doesn't. We don't need him to score goals. Like he, you know what I mean? Like we need him for the creativity. We need him for the speed, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm honestly, I'm still stoked on 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 what's to come for us. And I think we got some a little bit of a let off with our schedule next two games. So um, stoked for Wolves. Chaz, you got your legs up in the stirrups there. Yeah, sorry, man. I'm just trying to get comfortable to talk about some excellent Champions League in here. Uh. <laughs> I was just gonna say that that watching that run and and watching him go past three or four people and not go past anyone like Sufal is not slow. Uh, and and then to whip that ball like that. Yeah, left the assist spot, too. I was like, dude, no way! Like I I just have been in that position so many times. And I am awful at soccer that I'm getting that on there. I, I'm nowhere near the same quality. But you're running so fast that the, the amount of control to, like, just prevent it from just, you know, it, like, going the exact same way your body is and just go out of bounds. But then to, like – and then with this weaker foot, I was just like, that is absolutely insane. Yeah, uh, you can definitely tell he's been, he's been working on his kind of, like, finishing moves because that has been – and with Jimenez, like, it was a little better because obviously Jimenez is just better. So it was, like, a little easier to have kind of a shittier cross and, and for it to work. But, yeah, he, he's definitely – the quality up in the final third is improving for him, which is sweet to see. Um, should we yeah. transition to champs? Yeah, I think we should. Uh, you know, Champions League quarterfinals are back. Uh, my favorite time of the year, I know. All of us, except Ollie, have some great memories in the Champions League, but Ollie at least, you know, has like a good neutral fans perspective. Uh, two games today, you know, first thing, like I'm so annoyed that these games are on at the same time. Like I would have really staggered them. Uh, but we had Liverpool in Madrid against Real Madrid, um, a game with zero start, starting center backs that were, you know, you'd expect to see after Varane tested positive uh, earlier this day, today. Um, and then the second game was a game that I thought was not going to be as good as it was Manchester city against Dortmund, Erling Holland playing against his future team, maybe. Um, and then tomorrow Chelsea Porto and the big game of the week, Bayern PSG, which we'll get into a little bit later, Chris, I know you were watching Dortmund, um, against man city. Uh, firstly, what was the ref? doing in the first shockers absolute shockers charles like that was that was hard to watch both times for both emory chong and bellingham you know two very very tough calls um i was also surprised to not see him take the yellow down after seeing you know rodri just throwing himself to the ground i i really don't know what the ref was on in the first half because two shocking calls yeah, all in Turner. I don't know if you guys saw what this was, but there was a back pass to uh, Ederson, and Ederson sort of like bounces up, and the ball is very clearly in the air, and Bellingham takes it off him, finishes, wet, ref blows the whistle before the shot goes, which means that you can't VAR it to recheck it, and Ederson has kicked Bellingham, 
and fallen to the ground. Like there's like no contact with Bellingham on him. Like truly one of those calls that, you know, if VAR can't correct, what's the point, the apparatus. Um, I, I think it was really exciting when Marco Roy scored to make it 1-1, get that away goal after City had, you know, really not dominated, not put their foot on the game. I think Rodri was especially sloppy today. Um, and then Phil Foden with maybe his ugliest haircut yet uh, gets the 90th minute winner. Um, Turner, I know, you know, Phil Foden, very exciting talent on this Manchester City team, which, you know, I feel like has never had a great young talent that matriculated into the first team. But, you know, do you think that after today's performance that City are still the favorites of the Champions League? I mean, yeah, probably. Um, they have the easier side, no offense, Chaz, uh, of, the, of the draw two. They have to face the winner of you guys to get to the final. So, uh, I mean, I think Dortmund's really the big test. And, and no, Chelsea don't we play? Test, I, think, but, I think we play well, Real Liverpool. We play the winner of Real Liverpool. You, I swear it was Chelsea's Man City was going to be the semifinal if you guys both won. But I might be completely wrong. Um because uh, whatever, um, but uh, whatever it, it it be, I think I think City are definitely favorites. Uh, Foden, Foden really couldn't miss. I mean, Gundogan's touch and De Bruyne's so ball good. before uh, they set up that goal. Uh, Holland, I wanted to watch Holland play really well today, and he he didn't. He wasn't awful. Um, the one thing I'll say, the one standout thing was Akanji's uh, through. He he played like ten balls just like that cut city's midfield like 10 times uh that like to royce or to holland and, and set up counterattacks. uh so i don't know i'd love to have that dude on my team so uh dortmund looked good um but yeah the the bellingham uh thing was ridiculous and city are just dominant so it wasn't too surprising uh yeah i think um the Akanji looks really good. I've been really impressed by him this season, I, I got to say. Um, you know, even though uh, uh, Dortmund have not been especially impressive at all this season, I think they, you know, they've really struggled recently. Um, and, you know, um, where did Chris go? Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think, you know, it's getting up there. Um, second game today, though, Turner, that we will discuss um real liverpool real coming in here without sergio ramos and veron liverpool coming in without van dyke and joe gomez um and first half really really terrible performance from liverpool i think they had zero shots which was their first time not getting a shot in i think like a decade in the champions league match and a few moments of brilliance from vinicius uh i don't know what you, you caught of this game but i was pretty impressed by you know Turner, I mean, by Tony Cruz really dominating the field and looking like, you know, ageless time. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't watch it. Um, I watched the highlights, uh, but uh, I don't know. I guess it just, we exhausted them on Saturday. That's, they, didn't, they didn't have, to, they didn't turn up because of my gunners random riot. Uh, I don't know. I, I think Real Madrid is so inconsistent. I feel like sometimes I watch them, they're like ridiculous. And then other times I hear of them getting destroyed. Um, but uh, yeah, they're, they're definitely a wild card. We'll see how, how far they make it. I think this 
Real Madrid team is super young and, and super interesting, especially with Benzema coming back to his like best. So uh, it'll be. Uh, I don't know if he's coming back to his best. I think this is like his best. <laughs> like he's been what, absolutely how old, great. How old is he? He must be like definitely in his thirties. He has to be. Uh, so I mean that because Chaz, we thirty three. Yeah. Yeah, we. I mean, when he was like twenty five, we like, that was that's the Benzema we remember. Um, yeah, so. exactly. Anyway, um, yeah, that'll be interesting. I uh, I kind of hope they go through. Screw Liverpool. It'd be fun if Liverpool got knocked out. Uh, they got did they get knocked out in the round set thirty two last time to Atletico? Or was that quarterfinals? We're round of, yeah, round of sixteen. Round of sixteen. Your mind's your mind's all Europa League. It's like you've forgotten <laughs> how the Champions League works now. Oh, no. oh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, enough of that. Enough of that. <laughs> you guys get six. West Ham and Spurs come ahead. Yeah. Hey, you know, it, it could very easily happen. But, um, you know, I think tomorrow's game, uh, first, you know, Chelsea Porto uh, should be a weird one. I don't, I don't really know how I'm feeling about this. I think, you know, this is a team that could really expose Chelsea's like, def- like weird attacking inconsistencies. Chris, I know you were a big fan of Porto's performance against Juventus um to win it you see a potential problem for Chelsea in this one I don't really know I feel like Chelsea's been very strong very sturdy kind of like you were mentioning um we'll see what this loss with this with this West Brom loss does to them we'll see if they have the potential to bounce back or you know if that kind of opened up some inter you know fighting or you know tension between players within the locker room. We'll see, if, you know, how that loss really affects the team. Well, speaking of that, I don't know if you saw, apparently there were two separate bust-ups on the training ground. I, think I saw uh, Azpilicueta and Reese James got um, argue, like got in an argument, and then Kepa and Rudiger had to be separated and both sent to the dressing room after it. So mm, maybe, maybe some heads getting lost. Turner, there what, what do you think about it for this? Uh, for Porto Chelsea, uh, I'm expecting uh, your loney Sar to keep a clean sheet against uh, his Blues. Imagine, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think maybe. Chelsea, I feel like I feel like uh, Porto's uh, crazy Juventus antics won't won't last uh, too long. I feel like uh, Chelsea will react well. So, not expecting anything crazy. It's the other game that I'm excited for, to be honest. I probably won't be watching any of this Chelsea Porto game. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a good one. But the real meat of the week, PSG Bayern rematch of the final. Sad news that Lewandowski is going to be out and uh, Serge Nabry out with a positive COVID test as well. On uh, the PSG front, Marco Verratti will be missing. Uh, I feel like that guy always misses like a pivotal Champions League game. That's uh, pretty weird. Um, but I think, you know, a very exciting game. PSG actually in a title challenge for the first time in a long time like they lost to Lille over the weekend after Neymar not looking good and got a late red card um what is but this t- he is dude I, I, like uh, is that three red cards in 15 three. games is that yeah what three three in his last 15 <laughs> league on games come on dude save it for the crazy favelas and like the like the Brazilian clubs you're gonna hit this summer like Jesus save up for your sister's birthday uh but you know <laughs> Turner what are you looking forward to this game you think uh the absence of Lewandowski is gonna impact Bayern or you think you know the sort of best team in Europe is gonna continue to be the best team in Europe I'm just excited for Chupa Moting to either score for his uh, his his current club or his past club, uh, like <laughs> a goal or a goal. 
uh, for him. I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. It's the Chupo Moting Derby. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, no celebrations, no matter what. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, it'll be a crazy game. I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I just, I'm excited. I'm hope Mbappe shows up. That would be fun. Uh, mm. I think it's always fun when that kid does well. Uh, so what do you think, Chris? Yeah, you excited? I'm hoping that. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that Mbappe goes crazy, and furthermore, that my man Pochettino, you know, takes on the silverware for for Spurs and all the Spurs fans. Um, I think you know we need to see him win. So let's just say, uh, if Pochettino wins that Champions League, uh, definitely a quarter of it is uh, for Spurs. I think we can all agree. Yeah, quarter of that. Raid PSG's trophy cabinet and. I think they can probably nah. spare like a Coupe de France or something. <laughs> I mean, hey, if there's, I mean, genuinely, that's the one team I kind of want to see win the Champions League just because of Poch. Um, so I think that's like literally the only team that I'm like actually actively rooting for in the Champions League. So, and I mean, just PS, PSG's story in general with the Champions League, you know, always like getting knocked out early or some shocker or just being right there. You know, I just, I, I really would like to see them get over that final hump and the win um, because the amount of money they spent trying to get this trophy, you know, not that I care or anything like that, but. <laughs> no sympathy you know, for the Qatari, the Qatari royal. Yeah, family. yeah. Not, not that I care at all, but I'm sure they will be like, like, Jesus Christ. Like, okay, we could, we do something. <laughs> we got something for all that cash you know yeah i'm really excited for this one i i do i think uh if there's any team yeah i thought this about the final last year but you know Bayern play like a very aggressive high line um and it does sort of feel prime for you know paredes through ball to mbappe to really cause him problems and and i do hope neymar you know keeps his head on because like just absolutely like i think that the red card on that over the weekend was just an absurd moment by him totally lost ridiculous um, but yeah, one last game for one of our teams this week, Slavia Pra against Arsenal. Your two loves, Turner. Although I don't think you can say you love Slavia Prague these days. <laughs> Not a great few weeks for the, for the Czech club after um, one of their players was accused of racially abusing Glenn Kamara and Rangers. A group of Slavia Prague ultras posed with a very racist banner in response. They... Um, I think the I think the guy uh, didn't even travel. The, I think they were going to play uh, Wales for the international break and didn't travel because he's wanted for questioning in the UK. It's it's a rough time. But what are you making of this game? Yeah, I, I think it's like one of the only times a lot of other fans will be rooting for Arsenal. Apparently, we have the backing of most clubs to uh, end racism with a defeat. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, uh, it's been pretty fun. I follow Slavia Prague on Instagram, which maybe I shouldn't anymore. But uh, uh, they've been like just we have, they have one uh, black player named Olianka, and they've just been posting pictures of him in training every day. Oh my god! <laughs> like, Jesus Christ! It's, it's insane. Uh, oh god so, damn! Uh, yeah, it's the the situation's probably not great there. I, I but also knowing Arsenal would just al- allow us to. Uh, to have another excuse to, to just not perform well. I, I, I think I think we'll go through, but um, definitely not an easy tie because uh, what, Slavia Prague beat Leicester and then I forget who they, they played um, in the round of 16. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting. 
Um, I just wanted to possibly end with a, I don't know if you guys, I, I, there was like a whole Jamie Carragher, Gary Neville 30 minute segment on uh, their Euro uh, England team. Mm. I know we've talked about. Yeah. Uh, I was pretty frustrated with their 23 man squads uh, because uh, they, 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 they spent a long time talking about Trent and which right backs they bring, which I, th- I think is, is, a, is a, a topic of discussion, but uh, the notable the, the one player that they, they they didn't include Saka, which uh, of course I, I wasn't a fan of, but the big thing was that they didn't include Sancho uh, and Neville even put Greenwood ahead of Sancho. That was ridiculous. That and was ridiculous. I was just like, uh, I, I don't know if Chris has any input on this as well, but that was just like, it just felt like there's not even smart. There's actually no logic behind it other than, yeah, he hasn't done incredibly well for England. And that's what they kept saying was he hasn't played well for England. But the dude has had, what, 30 goal contributions in, like, 32 games this season? Like, it's not and, – and then, like, six in the Champions League. It just, like – that that it actually kind of hit me heated. And I don't even like Jaden Sancho too much. Like, I, I, I think he's good. But, like, it just was, like, I don't know. That – that I, I, I think it's – I think it's very indicative of a problem with English punditry that is entirely focused on the Premier League. is like the promised land of all international soccer. And that, you know, if you do it in the Bundesliga that you are somehow, like, not as good. It's like, I watched Jaden Sancho play against these teams. Like, the dude's incredible. Um, and I think there's a debate about where whether Jaden Sancho makes it in the starting eleven. Um, and I think it is the right debate. You know, I think it is hard to displace Kane, Rashford, Sterling. You know, I do think that there is, you know, a lot of other options up there, but to not even have him in the squad. And I, I think the, there's no argument for Mason Greenwood in there ahead of him. Um, I think Greenwood has like, what, one or two goals this season. Um, but then the crazy thing was Carragher, but Carragher put Bellingham. So it's not like he's against... The, 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 True. the German True. league thing, uh, whatever. Chris, what do you think? What uh, are your are you a Sancho fan? Are you having him in your squad? Most definitely, Sancho. I think is a dynamic talent. Obviously, one through talks about the whole thing was Man U. Like people wanted to like do the worst because he didn't go to Man U. Like he didn't make the transfer over, right? So he was clearly like the tits all summer. Like everybody wanted him the price tag was supposed to be unreal. And now the man can't even like make his international team. Like, nah, it's just the England squad. is just a lot, a lot of politics just for the amount of talented players they have. I think it's just a ton of politics because there's no way dude's not making my squad. Sancho is a dynamic talent. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. Um, yeah, I think it was interesting. They also both had Calvin Phillips in, uh, which I, I do like Calvin Phillips. I don't think, but like that wasn't a question to them. They had just, I don't know. Uh, did you, did you guys watch this? Yeah, thing? I watched this. I watched that? this. Yeah, they had a 20 man squad that was like undebatable. Like the 20 English players that they were like, there's no debate as to whether they go. And, and Phillips was in that, which again, I was just like, wow, like that is, that's, I was pretty astonished with, uh, and the reasoning was like, he fits the DM mold or it was just like he fits really well with rice which i i love rice i think he's really good but i, I don't know uh and maybe i'm a little biased sort of feels ridiculous to have a talent pool as deep as england's and to be playing two holding midfielders like that yeah. seems a little ridiculous yeah i don't but know yeah, I, that was... I think we'll devote uh, a lot of time in the coming weeks to um 
talk about the England squad because I do think, you know, the Trent Alexander Arnold debate is a big one. I, for me, it's, it's one of those where it's, I think he's not played particularly well for England and not played particularly well this year. Um, and I wouldn't even talk about it in the Real Madrid uh, Liverpool game, but he was definitely at fault for the second one and let Vinicius run right past him on the first. Um, not a great performance from him today. Does feel like someone you might just want in your squad. Like, I guess he sort of does fit like the James Ward Prowse mold of like a guy you can bring on late and take, you know, the clutch free kick um, to, you know, to win it. But I, I do think on um, the Sancho thing, last thing I'll say, you know, I saw a tweet that really summed it up where it was, you know, a screenshot of the, the players that they agreed on. And it was, oh, I wonder which one didn't put it in Sancho. And it was like, neither put in Sancho. It's like, <sighs> does feel like some pretty ridiculous decision making. But yeah, any last words before uh, we break for the week? Chris? Uh, nothing major. It was nice to get back on, you know, get get another one of these done. It's always a fun time, always a good time. Um, and yeah, I'm excited. We got some very interesting soccer coming up. So should be should be good. Yeah, Turner, I'll leave you the closing words before we wrap. Uh, yeah, good some good Champions League games for tomorrow. Um, a good weekend of Prem uh, to look forward to. And uh, the games keep coming. Spurs, Man U, Sunday. We'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. I'm excited. Come on, you Spurs. That should be a good one. I mean, probably – I don't think it's going to end the same way the, the, the earlier matchup. You know, I guess Martial's injured, so he can't get himself sent off with a – some very interesting play acting by some Tottenham players. So we'll see if Lamella gets up to his usual.